ladies, it's Brittany Brazel. The Lord has given me a passion for motherhood and homemaking. From that passion, a ministry has birthed no higher calling. There is no higher calling on my life than to be wife to Simeon and mama to my littles. I still have so much to learn, but as I continue to grow, it is my desire to share the truths God is teaching me. Hey ladies, welcome to this episode of the No Higher Calling podcast. I'm going to just be really real with you all in this episode today. I, you know, I sometimes get messages when I share things that are just raw and, you know, I've gotten them before that they're just like, I, I don't think I could be that brave to just share some of the tough stuff that God has chosen to enter into my life. And, you know, I I try to be sensitive to the Holy Spirit's leading. There's some things that have been a part of our story that I just don't feel at liberty to share at fully, maybe yet. Um, You know, God's, my story is God's story. And I, I, it's just, it is a, a transformed life of a sinner who has been radically changed by her Savior, who is trying to follow him through the joys that life brings and the brokenness that life brings. And for a long time, it was a lot of joy. And for the past five years, it has been almost nonstop brokenness. But, you know, I heard somebody say one time to thank God for everything that he uses to drive us to him. And I'm, I, that is so true. I, you know, my trials have driven me to the feet of my Savior. And there, my life has been so radically changed. I mean, so much so that I am nothing like the person that I was five years ago. And not that that, that was like a terrible person or anything. I just have, my faith has become so, so real to me. God has become so real to me. And, and I'm going to share some of that journey with you. But, you know, back to the whole, how can you be so raw? How can you share things? Ladies, it's just God. It is all God. You know, I, I can share stuff because through my brokenness, through my weakness, and through my failures, I have just leaned on Him and His strength And my weakness has given me the ability to keep moving forward. And the things that God has done in my life have been so life-changing. I can't keep it to myself. I, I have to praise my Savior for all that He has done in my life because it has literally been miraculous as I have seen him time and time and time again transform me. And I have a lot of transforming to go. Now, I'm going to share some valleys that we've walked through and some lessons that we've learned about God. And I'm not naive enough to think that I've learned all the lessons that God wants me to learn and that I'm just going to be able to skate through the rest of my life. We live in a fallen world. And a part of living in a fallen world is that we will have trials. We will have brokenness. We will have emptiness and weakness and things that just bring us to our knees. But ladies, one thing I've found about having to live on my knees is that's where I want to stay. You know, there, there is something hard about living in that spot, but there is something so sweet and so precious about being so utterly dependent on Christ 
that there's nothing else in this world that will get you through. It is only him. And, and you know, life ebbs and flows. You have your mountaintops and you have your valleys and then you're back on the mountain. You know, I heard somebody say one time, you're either currently in a valley, you've just come out of a valley, or you're about to go into a valley. And, and you know, there's, God, God gives breaths and, and rest and chances to have joy and, and to live some ease. But, you know, I find it is so easy in those mountaintop moments to forget the realness that I experienced with Christ in the valley. And so something that very close valleys has gifted to Simeon and I is the ability to pretty much stay completely dependent on Christ. It's a hard place to be, but it is a place where we have just completely emptied ourselves and had to be filled with his power and his strength because we had none of our own to offer. So if you have listened to my episode in Gifts Discovered in Grief, if you haven't listened to that episode, I I would suggest maybe even stopping this episode and going back and listening to that because that lays a lot of a foundation. You know, I, I say in the past five years, we've had a lot of trials that was the first one. I I will kind of recap here, but go back and listen to that. That will give you the full context and will really help you be able to launch into this. And and before I launch into my story, I, I just want I just want to be real with you so that I can encourage you where you are at. You know, in my trials, in my dark times, it's been people that have been vulnerable and have been real with me and have said, hey, we went through the same thing. We've been there. That have been such a comfort to me, you know, because it's easy to just pat somebody on the back and be like, oh, well, I'm praying for you. And, and whether you pray for them or not, you know, oftentimes we forget and we don't even pray for them, you know, but it's the people that really get down in the trench with you and try to hold you up and say, you're going to make it. You are going to make it because we serve a great God and he loves us and he works all things together for good. So wherever you're at, whether you are currently on a mountaintop or you're in the depths of the valley or you're somewhere in between. I just want to encourage you through this episode because you're going to circle through it at some point and you're going to need God's strength in in all times, in the good times and the bad times. Um, But I I just want to share some of my story. Keep getting ahead of myself. Before I jump into my story, one more thing. Um, So the title of this episode comes from the verse Romans 8, 28, and we know that all things work together for good to them that love God to them who are the called according to his purpose. I was raised in a, in a Christian home, raised in church. I knew a lot of the Bible. Um, I was saved when I was about 10 years old. Um, I had a lot of scripture and Christianity poured into me. Um, and, and I, I was a Christian and as my, in my teen years, I was trying to live a life surrendered and following Christ. But in the past five years, I've just, it's just been like exponential growth. And so much of that has been directly tied to the challenges that I have had to go through. Um, but you know, back up a little bit. So there's a lot of scripture verses that I just were fun 
promises to claim or, you know, just just nice things to cling to. And this was one of those. And we know that all things work together for good to them who are the called according to his purpose. You know, we like that. Oh, all things are going to work together for good. Hey, if you're having a hard time, if you're having a hard day, if you're in a trial, it's okay. All things are going to work together for good because we love God and we've been called according to his purpose. But something that I've had to realize is that my good is not God's good, but that his good is always best. In Isaiah 55, it says, for his ways are not our ways, but his ways are higher than our ways. And I have come to learn that. And and that's what I want to talk to you about in this episode just to challenge you as you think about this verse, as whatever you're going through in life, whatever you are dealing with, whatever you're struggling with, all things work together for good. And and remember, even if it doesn't feel like it's working together for good, even if you don't see light at the end of the tunnel, if you're God's, know that he always works all things for our good and for his glory. And he will have the glory do his name. And friend, just hang in there. Trust him. Lean on him because he is worthy and he will see you through. And you will experience Christ in a way that will so change your life that it's it's indescribable. And you know, as I share some of these things that, that we've been through, would I have chosen them for my life? No. Obviously, I've lived through them. Even now, looking back, would I write them into my story? The trials, I, I'm thankful for them. I'm thankful for the lessons that I've learned from them. But I am still so sad that I've had to go through some of these things. Literally heartbreaking stuff. But if that's what God's plan was for me, I would never trade the deepest darkest day of those trials for what I have come to know about my Savior. Because the faith that was a head knowledge for so many years became a heart knowledge when I came to experience Christ. Elizabeth Elliot said, God will not protect us from anything that makes us more like the Lord Jesus Christ. And that that is so true. And you'll hear that in my story. A lot of things that I, I wish... I would have been protected from, that I wish I wouldn't have had to experience, or that I could have been sheltered from. But they're the very things that have, that God has used to make me more like Jesus. And, And he didn't spare me from those. He knew that I needed to go through them for his plan. And, and so I'm just going to thank him and I'm going to praise him that good days and bad days he's been by my side. So I I mentioned going back and listening to the episode, um, Gifts Discovered in Grief. Just to quickly recap, life was good. Simeon and I were married, hadn't really been through anything difficult before. Um, I even share a little story on that episode, just a funny thing about something stupid we said and we came to eat those words. So if you want to hear that, go back and listen. But in March of 2017, God just unexpectedly called my younger brother home to heaven. I'm the oldest of four. Um, My brother Clay was 18 months younger than me. I have a sister that's 10 years younger and a brother that is 15 years younger. Clay and I were super, super close. He was living in Germany at the time. And one day we just got the phone call that 
he had died in the night and it just so shook me. I had never walked through anything like that before. And share on that other episode, just some of the dark times that we had to go through. You know, I, I so vividly remember, you know, it's almost like I have these very vivid snapshot memories of those initial days of dealing with that experience. And one is I remember in the middle of the night, I couldn't sleep. So I got up and I thought, I've got to get encouragement. I've got to read my Bible. So I was trying to read my Bible, but I couldn't see because I was crying so hard and I was like messing up the pages of my Bible because my tears are just falling all over the pages. And so I just had to close my Bible and I just, and I was like, Lord, I don't even know what to pray. I can't read my Bible. I can't pray. So the Holy Spirit put onto my heart to turn on some hymns and some just music and just to lean on him and worship him. And, and I did. And, and that was, that was just the beginning of some very hard stuff, you know, but I share in that episode, episode gifts that God gifted to me through that things that I came to know about God that, you know what? I always had heard that God was comfort and God was peace and God was trustworthy and sovereign and wanted all things to work together for good, but I I lived it. I experienced it in a very real way, not the way I ever wanted to, but the way that God had perfectly planned for me. And you know what? As I came through that, I realized this is real. This is real. This is a real relationship. He is a real God. He hears me. He loves me. He is nigh to the brokenhearted. And you know, you will never convince me that there is not a God. You will never convince me that he does not love me because I have so, in reality, experienced that. And that was just the first window where I just got a glimpse of the God that I had known about for so long. And and I really began to truly come to know his character and who he was to me. So fast forward, that was March of 2017. Um, it would be October of 2017 um, that I would sit in a doctor's office with my dad and my mom and a doctor after years of confusion and, and oddities and different, trying to find different things to help my mom work through some, some mental stuff that she was dealing with. We didn't even understand at the time the severity of stuff. But I sat in a doctor's office and I had my mom look me in the face and tell me that she had been a wife and a mom for 25 years and she was done. It was time for her to live life for her. You know, when, (laughs) of all people on the earth... You would think that you could always count on your mom. When that's taken away, it doesn't leave you with much. Um, but you know, God was faithful once again. And and that, th- there was stuff, I mean, years leading up to that moment. But that was kind of the cliff of the darkest waters I have ever had to go through. You know, I, th- I thought losing Clay was hard. <laughs> it doesn't even pale in comparison. 
you know, when you have a loved one that God chooses to remove from this earth, especially if they're saved, not if, not if they're not unsaved, because that's a whole other thing you have to deal with. But when they're saved, it, I don't want to say it's easy, but you can, you can think to yourself, God's way is perfect. They are in heaven. I will see them again. God knows what he's doing. It's okay that even though I thought it was too soon, it was God's perfect plan to take Clay home. And if Clay had the opportunity to come back, he wouldn't even want to come back because where he's at is so much better. He's just waiting for me to join him there. But when you have somebody that you love, that you thought loved you, make the choice to walk out of your life, that's hard. That is hard. And, and like I said, that, that just started <laughs> a absolute spiral for my family. Um, you know, at the time, my younger siblings were like, 14 and nine, I guess. Um, so she, she did what she wanted. She left and did all that she could to leave absolute wreckage behind her. Um, we're still, we're still dealing with stuff, you know, for some, some reason, God has chosen this to be the thorn that I must bear. Um, I, I don't fully understand why, but but God does. And whether I understand it all or side or I have to wait until eternity and see all that God reveals of his plans for this. I know he's good and I know he's faithful and I know that he is writing my story in the way that he wants to bring him glory and to bring me good. You know, so much of this stuff with mom. And to this day, I am dealing with hard stuff with her. Um, God, I mean, God's just taken it to the next level of, I, I am with you and I love you. And there's, there's even in, in this too, in this trial, God has given me such precious gifts. You know, when mom left, it was, it was right at the beginning of a summer it was actually the summer, so Eden was like one and a half, and I was seven months pregnant with Knox, and she leaves, and my dad has a job where he, he drives tractor and trailer, so he's gone for days at a time. He was absolutely reeling from just the collapse of our home, and so Simeon and I stepped in, and we actually had my two siblings for pretty much a summer, um, a summer while, while I had a one and a half year old and was pregnant about to have a baby. And we actually moved in the middle of that summer, like a, a month before my son was born and, you know, throw into a young family and a young marriage. Now we have these two teenagers that we're kind of raising, but kind of not on top of emotional wreckage and constant battles and, and just, so much stuff. And, you know, I, I remember just weeks on end where I, I couldn't sleep. I couldn't eat. I was nauseous, like all the time, just dealing with all of this stuff. But God, again, was so faithful and was so good. And 
I just, I, I experienced him again in a whole new way. You know, I, I really came to lean on him as my father. And you know, I, I have an amazing, amazing dad. We weren't always close. That's a whole nother story in and of itself. But one of the things that the trial with mom gifted me is an, a best friend in my dad. You know, God grew me, grew my dad. We were able to forgive some past stuff and move forward on what God was doing in our hearts in the present. And God knit our hearts together. And really, God God gave us each other to help one another, to encourage one another. And you know, that's something that I found as I've been through different trials. God doesn't leave us alone, whether he's the one that picks us up and holds our spirit as it hurts, or if he brings somebody into our path to love us and to point us to Christ, he will not fail us. He will help us. And that's what God did with my dad and I. And you know, it was funny, the days that dad would call me and be like, I will not make it past this day. I cannot. I am crushed under the weight of of this trial. I'd be like, Dad, God's faithful. God's got us. God is in control. We are going to stick with him every single moment. And we're going to trust him. And we are going to watch as he is faithful to our family and as he proves his faithfulness. And, you know, then the very next day, I would call Dad. I'd be like, that's it. I can't do it anymore. I can't handle it. I, I just... I I can't sleep. I can't eat. I'm sick. I can't do this. I can't deal with my mom and be a mom myself. And and then he would be like, it's Brittany. God got us through yesterday. He's going to get us through today. So that, that was such a gift. But I really came to see God as my father through that trial. Thankfully, I I had an earthly father that I could lean on through this, you know, but in that parental relationship of all of a sudden, I no longer really had a mom that I could lean on. And and I didn't have that godly influence in my life. God was like, when your father and mother forsake you, I will lift you up. I am with you. Lean on me. And I did, you know, I, when there were times where I'm like, I just, I, I want to call to somebody and, and tell them how I'm feeling and how I'm hurting. God was there. God was like, I I'm your father. I'm here. I love you. And my heart is broken to see you hurting, but I know it's what's best for you. But come to me. Let me hold you as you go through this. And he did. He was so faithful to do so. And like I said, it is it is a battle that we are dealing with. God has given us so much victory. God has been able, God has protected our family from the onslaughts of Satan and and so many things that he tried to do to destroy our family even more. But but we have just sought to stay the course and God has given us so many victories. And really all of that God has used to so change and transform Simeon and I and, and our hearts. And my dad, God brought the most amazing woman into his life. And now I've been gifted with an amazing stepmom who didn't love me because I was her blood. She loved me because she made the choice to love me. And you know what? When she made a choice to love me and to love my dad and to love my siblings as though they were her very own, she she entered when we were at our weakest, when we were at the most broken that we have ever been. And she loved us in spite of it. And I will forever be grateful 
for her godly influence then and now. And, and she's just, she's a wonderful grandma to my children. I'm just, I'm so thankful. But God has used it in, in my sister's life and in my brother's life as we have just seen God really do some miracles in our lives. We're still asking God for miracles for my mom because she desperately needs them. But but that was really, that was the hardest thing that I've ever had to come through. And, and I'm still battling it to degrees off and on. Um, just, just different things as, I, I mean, she's, she is my mom and all that that brings when you have issues with a close relative. But, you know, that's been something that we've been dealing with. Um, but the most recent thing that God has chosen to enter into our family and into our home is a miscarriage. Um, I found out in April that I was pregnant and I was so shocked. Just the way my body works, I usually get a year of nursing my babies before having another baby even comes back on our radar. And, you know, Simeon and I had already laid out the perfect plans of when we wanted to have another baby, and then we have this international move, and so if we have him, you know, if we get pregnant now, you know, at this time, then it'll perfectly fall with him. I had my perfect plan. I was in control, and I just, I had it all planned out. And then I had a positive pregnancy test in April, and that was not when I was planning on getting pregnant. Um, but we were so excited, like, and you know, it's it's so funny. And that's one thing that sometimes I feel like miscarriage has robbed me of, is the very few but still so precious memories and things that we had with that baby that I don't get to just gush and share about because we no longer have the baby. But, you know, when I first found out I was pregnant, Simeon was actually doing discipleship with um, a mentor of his. And so I couldn't tell him right away. I I was like freaking out for two hours, like excited. And then, oh my goodness, we have a baby due, like exactly when we're supposed to move out of the country. Um, finally, he got off his call, came out, and, and I didn't even know how to tell him. You know, it's baby number four. Pinterest wasn't really giving me anything cute that I could do really fast, and I cannot keep a secret. So he comes out of the closet, and I was like, I think we need to talk. <laughs> and he was like, what is it? And I was like, I have something to show you. So I pulled the pregnancy test out of my pocket, and his face just lit up. And he was like, are you serious? And I was like, yeah, because I wasn't sure, you know, if he was going to panic or be ecstatic. But... He just smiled the biggest smile, and he was like, yay, let's have all the babies. And that just, that was so precious to me. I hope I never forget that memory. Um, Because we, we were shocked, and we had a lot of logistics to deal with. But we were so excited. It was another life that God had gifted to us. And it was, from the moment we found out about it, it was precious, and it was loved. And we just, we started dreaming. I mean, <laughs> All you have to do is see the two lines and the dreams begin. Um, but in May, um, I was scheduled to have an ultrasound just because the nature of the situation. We didn't know the due date. Um, and my midwife was like, well, you don't necessarily have to get a due date. But with us moving, I was like, no, I kind of need to know when this baby's going to come. So we had an ultrasound scheduled. I thought 
by my calculations that I would probably be like eight, nine weeks at the appointment. Um, we went to the appointment and as soon as the picture came up on the screen, it, I knew from having three other babies, it didn't look like anything that it should. Um, I, I didn't really even know what I was seeing, but it was not what I should be seeing. And so the ultrasound tech was kind of like, I'm not really sure what I'm seeing. She's like, it might just be way earlier than what you thought, but I still don't really think this looks like even an early pregnancy. Anyway, long story short, um, we found out that we had lost our baby very, very early into the pregnancy. I actually, it, my body was not passing it naturally. It, it took, you know, weeks and then, well, that's just a whole other story, but, um, Anyway, it, it was very early in the pregnancy that we had lost the baby. And, you know, there's <laughs> there's some things in life that I'm like, okay, God, obviously I've dealt with hard stuff. But sometimes I would almost weigh in my mind like, okay, I, I've, I've lost a brother suddenly. I've had my mom walk out on our family. Like, doesn't doesn't that equal enough hurt? Like, do I have to go through anything else? And if I do, I don't ever want it to be this, this, or this. And one of those was a miscarriage. Um, but that's what got picked for us. And we left that hospital in tears. We were so heartbroken. We were so disappointed. You know, all those dreams you know, we had already been talking about baby names and it was going to be a Christmas baby. And, you know, we had taken a cute announcement picture and we couldn't wait to tell Eden and, and our other kids. And all those dreams came crashing down and it's just left us holding on to each other, just asking God, you've got to help us. You've got to help us. This is not what we wanted. And God did help us. He always does. He is so faithful. And you know, I'm thankful that I have had some of the past experiences and trials that I have had because I was able to handle the miscarriage in a way that I know I wouldn't have been able to had I not went through trials before, had I not learned things about God before. You know, almost I feel like at every trial, I set up these markers of my faith, I call them. You know, in my mind, I, I almost see these flags saying, okay, there, there was this valley, but up on the mountain, I'm putting a flag and I'm saying, God was faithful to me. And I'm going to put a reminder here that whenever I look back, I will see that God got me through that. And the next trial comes and, and it, God brings it to to a point where I'm moving forward and I put down a flag and I say, I'm going to put this here so I can look back and again say, God is faithful. So when I got to the miscarriage, though I was heartbroken and though I still had a lot of questions and why me, I was able to turn around and look back and see flag after flag after flag and God just wrapped me in his arms and said, I'm going to be faithful to you. I'm going to get you through this and I'm going to do it for your good. And that's what he has done. He has done that. Did I want to lose a baby? No, I didn't. You know, even now I told my husband the other day, I was like, I would be about halfway through by now. And you know, there are sometimes that just the reality of it hits us in the face and we just stop and cry. But God's been faithful. And I know 
You know, Psalm 23, verse 6, is so comforting to me. The first part of the verse says, Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. Goodness and mercy will follow me on the good days. And goodness and mercy has and will continue to follow me on the bad days. Because the Lord is my shepherd. I'm so thankful for my shepherd. The day that we first got the news and came home from the hospital, I was sitting in my bed just crying and praying and trying to process all that we had just heard. And God just gave me these words. And I penned this poem in in remembrance of our baby, but really in remembrance of God's faithfulness to us through that, even faithfulness in just the first few hours of that trial. But again, as I talked about those markers, those flags of my faith, I knew by looking back that this was going to be another opportunity to put a flag deep down in our hearts and trust God for the future. And these are the words that I penned. I want to share them with you, and I hope they will encourage you, whatever you're dealing with. I hope they'll encourage you. Lord, you are worthy of all worship and all praise. Though my feet may falter, I will rest in you always. When my heart is broken, you alone make me strong, for the joy of the Lord is my strength and my song. I enter your presence with empty hands and unending tears. Upon you, O Lord, I cast all my sorrow, worries, and fears. This is not the first time at your feet I pour out my heart. I have been here before, broken, but your grace gives me a new start. That doesn't always mean that my sorrows fade away, but through joy or deepest pain, you promise strength as my days. Today, I stand to leave, still with tears in my eyes, but there is also a calm assurance knowing you are all good and all wise. Come what may, I will trust you. Come what may, I'll still serve. In days of joy or in sorrow, help me walk on with no reserves. For again, you are worthy of all worship and all praise. Use my life, Lord, I pray, to bring you glory all my days. You know, in just talking about miscarriage, maybe I'm talking and and you've been through this. You know, I I had no idea that one in four women, I'm sorry, that one in four pregnancies end in a miscarriage. I had no idea. And in in walking through this trial, my eyes have just been so opened. I, I couldn't fathom all the people that were messaging me saying, I've been through miscarriage. I've lost a baby. I've lost babies. I've lost babies and never actually been able to carry a baby full term. You know, I just so many different stories of loss and of hurt, but also of God's faithfulness. And there were so many things that God has taught us and is continuing to teach us. This is still fresh. I mean, we're, we're still coming out of this. Um, but, but God just has taught us so many things through this. And, you know, sometimes I'm like, why God, you know, if you were going to take the life away, why even give it to me? But a sweet friend of mine who has also experienced loss, I'm not going to take the time to tell you how God so perfectly orchestrated her finding out that I was pregnant without us even announcing it. It it was, it's really, it's just mind blowing. They, it is a God thing that he orchestrated letting this friend find out that I was pregnant on the very day that I'd find out that I was having a miscarriage and she had already had one. 
and the encouragement that she was able to be to me. But she told me on the phone, she said, whether a life is wrapped in joy or in sorrow, every life has a purpose. And you know, I have three beautiful babies whose lives have been wrapped in joy. And now I have a baby whose life has been wrapped in sorrow, but that baby's life has just as much purpose as the other three babies that I have. And I'm so thankful. And that's part of why I'm sharing this episode. That's part of why I'm letting you into my heart to see my brokenness is because I want that baby's life to have as much purpose as it can. And if sharing my brokenness and sharing my hurt allows God to work in your mama heart or encourage you or give you a better idea of how you can encourage another mama who walks through this trial. That's what I want because I want that baby's life to have all the purpose that it can have for the glory of the Lord. And you know, I I remember so vividly the moment that we were sitting in the ultrasound room. The doctor was there trying to explain everything and you know we I asked I was like am I healthy like is there something that went wrong and and he just kind of made the remark no sometimes there's just mistakes and as soon as he said that God just spoke to my heart and said I make no mistakes and that was just such a powerful and a comforting truth even at that moment as I just realized you know what it wasn't a mistake that my baby died. I, I don't fully even understand what I'm about to say, but I know my God is good and I trust him enough to say it whether I understand it or not. My baby dying was God's good choice for me and for Simeon and for our family and for his glory. I don't know how all that's going to play out. I don't fully understand. Obviously, I want that baby in my arms. But I know that he is sovereign. And if he, in his perfect plan, saw fit to take my baby home to heaven, I'm okay. I'm gonna be okay. And you know, another thought that I've had is what do we want for our kids? We want a life where they love Jesus that they know and experience Jesus. And we want joy. We don't want pain. We don't want sorrow. We want just pure joy and bliss for the babies that we love so much. And you know what? I may not have earthly time with that baby, but everything that I could ever want for a child is all that that baby will ever know. All that that baby will ever know is Jesus and joy. And what more could I ask for a child? And and that was precious that God gave me that thought that I will see the baby again. But if that baby's taken care of, it is loved by my Lord. I talked earlier about how God will give us people to uphold us and to encourage us in him in these times. And, and God has been so good to bless me with the sweetest mentor you know, sometimes I struggle that I, I don't have a godly mom that I can turn to, but God has given me strong Christian women that have filled that role in my life, and I'm so thankful. And one of them, I, I was texting her back and forth about the miscarriage, and she said this in her text. She said, remember what you have gained in Christ and not what you are losing as a result of living in a sin-cursed, fallen world. Don't give the enemy any victory in this. And at first when I read that, I was like, 
don't give the enemy any victory. That that might be come across as a little harsh as as I'm losing a baby. But you know, I then I I just I got the right perspective and I realized the truth that she was speaking to my heart. You know, it's not always easy, candy coated, you know, little put it on a bumper sticker things that somebody needs to hear when they are in the trenches. She spoke truth into my heart when I needed it the most, and she reminded me to focus on all that I have gained in Christ, even in that very moment, even in the moment of loss and brokenness, that that moment, what I was gaining in Christ, as I leaned on him, as, as I let him love me and hold me and reveal himself to me, and not to focus on what I was losing because of being in a sin-cursed world, and not to give the enemy victory, not to be angry at God, not to question God and argue with him, and to take what he had left in my hands and clinch it even closer, but no, to continue to open and just say, I trust you. I trust you. I trust you. I'm so thankful that that she spoke truth into my heart, and that God used that to, to get my perspective on him, Another lady that God has just put in my life as a sweet mentor said this in a message to me. She said, so I have to, in a way, appreciate that loss, speaking of miscarriage and pain, because he, God, used it to reveal his presence. I can believe that he is not going to up and leave me. His love won't fade. His love doesn't come with conditions. Nothing is a surprise to him. He designed our bodies so intricately. He designed a woman's body to carry a life inside of her, but he also designed it to surrender life too. And even when complications happen, he's right there and he does have some kind of purpose for it. God isn't wasteful with his timing and power. And, you know, God was just faithful in even different avenues to bring the very truth that I needed to be my anchor in those tumultuous seas to cling to Christ. And I'm thankful for those ladies that allowed God to use them in that way. Um, another another lady got so used to encourage me and a resource that I want to recommend as I wrap up this episode and just finish sharing about my miscarriage. So I have a sweet missionary friend, Kristen Kelly, who wrote a little book. It's almost like a pamphlet called A Letter in Your Loss. Kristen has been through multiple losses, some very difficult um, to go through for her health. Just they've they've really been through some deep, dark waters in in the area of miscarriage. Um, But God used her to write this little booklet of encouragement for moms who miscarry. And really, it, it just takes your broken heart and your tearful eyes and just focus it right on Christ and the truth of Christ. Because, you know, when when you're struggling with something that just shakes you to your core, you need truth. You have to cling to truth because that's the only way that you can make sense of anything, of any of it. But I remember when Kristen wrote this book, it's probably been a couple years ago. And I remember having the thought when I saw it, that sounds like a great book that's going to be a help to many ladies, but I hope I never have a reason to read it. Well, I found myself needing to read it and I got it and I devoured it all at once. It, it, 
was so encouraging. If if you have been through a miscarriage, I highly recommend getting her book. I think it was like $5 on Amazon. It is so worth it, ladies. I, I'll link it in the resource section. Um, I know so many of you have reached out to me and you're like, I haven't personally went through that, but I have friends that have, and I really just haven't known how to comfort them and encourage them spend $5 to get this book and and encourage your friends. You know, I had ladies bring me dinners and and different things that, you know, it, it may seem like something simple, but it was such an encouragement to me when, when all I wanted to do is sit in bed and cry that I didn't have to think about what I was going to feed my family, that they were still taken care of when I couldn't take care of them. And I'm thankful for godly friends who just linked arms with me and said, we're going to get through this with you. And, and God is just so faithful to give me some of the most amazing friends. And I, I hope I'm that friend for someone else, but there's just, there's so much, there's just so much on my heart, but what, whatever it is that you're going through, just remember Psalm 34, 18, the Lord is nigh unto them that are of a broken heart. Whatever it is that you're dealing with, you know, maybe, maybe you've you've lost a loved one. Maybe you have a strained relationship with a parent. You know, maybe it's a child. Maybe it's reversed. Maybe you've, you've lost a baby. You've lost babies. Maybe you're waiting for a child and you're dealing with infertility. I, I mean, really, it could just be, there are so many trials that come with living in a sin-cursed fallen world. But just remember that God is near to us. God is faithful and he does wrap it up with the verse we started with. He works all things together for our good. Ladies, don't let your heart become bitter. Don't be angry at God. Don't question him because you need him. You need him. And he wants to be there for you. He loves you and he hurts to see you hurt, but he knows what's best for us. But, you know, he promises that even if what's best for us brings tears, that he will be there to carry us through it, that he wants to hold us as we cry, that he wants to be near to us as we are broken, that he wants to heal and mend our hearts as we lean on him. So just remember all things working together for good isn't this, you know, it's not always sunshine and roses. Life's going to just be great because I love God and he loves me. No, life's going to bring tough stuff, but don't let that shake you. When the trial comes, don't let that, don't let it crumble your faith. Let it anchor your faith. Put markers in, in the ground. Put your flag up. Whatever it is, whatever you came to know about God as he brought you through, whatever trial it is that he had for you, stick a flag there. I, I literally, as I, I, again, this mental picture, as I look back over especially the last five years, I, I literally have flag after flag after flag where I've learned God is peace. I can trust my God because he is trustworthy. God is my strength. God is my comfort. God is my father. God loves me. God cares about me. God wants to be there for me. God is my shepherd. I mean, endless over and over that I haven't come to have those flags driven miles deep, unshakable, unmovable, because I've just had this easy Christian life where I just kind of casually go to church and do the Christian thing. That life 
isn't what drove those anchors deep. It was a life of brokenness after brokenness after brokenness, of trial after trial, of sleepless nights and tears and a weak body that I just, I I just cast it all on Christ. And he so proved himself faithful to me that, as I said earlier, you will not convince me otherwise. These flags are firm. They are secure. And you know what? As I said earlier as well, more storms will come you know, uh, until the day that we die or Christ comes back on this earth to take us to heaven with him, our trials are not over. But the further down the path we get, may there be more and more and more flags. May we see more growth, more of our heart resting in our Savior, that he is good, he is God, he is in control, and Though this isn't the story that I would have written for myself, it's the story that he chose to write for me, that a loving God chose to write for me. Nothing of this, none none of this, none of this has taken him by surprise. All of it was perfectly orchestrated for my life before I was even born. With what purpose? What's the purpose? to bring him glory and to make me more like him and in making me more like him to use the story that he has given me to reveal him to others around me, to the lost, to the saved, wherever you're at to point you to Christ, whether it's that you need salvation because you need to know the God that I know or whether it's a Christian to say, hang in there. God will be faithful to you. He will be because he has been faithful to me and his promises are always true. So I I just, I know I, I'm sorry if I made you cry. <laughs> I just felt led of the Lord to share real stuff. And real is very often hard and emotional because it's real. So you get real Brittany today, um, crying, sniffling, it all, you get me, but the reason that you get me in, in any other area, the reason that, that you get happy Brittany or, or Brittany that God has grown or the Brittany that gets to tell you what God is teaching me or the Brittany that gets to say God has given me a passion for this or a Brittany that gets to say God has given me a burden to encourage moms through a podcast. The only reason that you get to experience any of those other versions of me is because I have been this Brittany. I have been the Brittany that is broken and that is weak and that had no choice but to cling to Christ. And in clinging to Christ, I found he's all I need. He's all I need. He is faithful. He is true. He is good. And if he was yesterday, he will be today. And if he is today, I can cling to the promises that he will be tomorrow. So that's it, ladies. That's that's what I have for you. That's my life in a nutshell. God has been good. God will continue to be good for me and for you. Let's love him and let's just glorify him and through through whatever story he chooses to write for us. God, I thank you. I thank you that you love us and that you work all things for our good. 
not for the good that we design for ourselves, but for the good that you have designed for us. Lord, may we submit, may we lean on you, and may we come to know all that you have intended for us to know about your wonderful nature, Lord. I pray that our hearts will fall more in love with you as we see your character revealed, Lord. Thank you for your goodness. Thank you for your love. In Jesus' name, amen. I hope that this episode has brought much glory to Christ, encouraged your heart, and strengthened you to be the wife and mother that God has created you to be. Thanks for listening.